Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. How's life as a boxer? Life as a boxer is good. You know, it's um, <clears throat> it's some a sport I've always wanted to do. Get an opportunity to do it against Jake Paul, and um, you know, dedicating all the time and attention to boxing is 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 cumbersome. There's a lot to do, a lot to learn, angles, positioning, you know, what punch to win and countering and conditioning. So it's a lot of work, but um. It's not like jujitsu, wrestling, catch wrestling, sambo, judo, um, uh, all these different things that you got to put into one sport that I feel like uh, for me is going to be refreshing for me to, one, not have to cut 35 pounds, two, not have to focus on so many different martial arts and so many different variables. Only thing that can come towards me is a punch. So um, I'm embracing it. I'm um, loving it. And I think overall, it was a blessing in disguise. It's going to, one, bring my value up uh, and what I'm worth overall anywhere and also make me a better MMA fighter. Do you feel that difference physically, you know, at this point in the training camp in terms of the grind on your body? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough on my calves because um, I'm working with two different styles of boxing. Um, the Floyd Mayweather style, working with a guy named Gerald, we call him GT. Um, there's a lot of um, angles and a lot of positioning, a lot of slipping, and it's always punching, but always being ready to counter and punch back with power. And um, that that position and that foot is very meticulous. They're very, um, very strict and very, um, uh, very so much perfectionist when it comes out to it. The Cuban boxing style is a lot about making people pay and making them hurt. Um, but also is is, is very um, fluid. It's, it's almost like dancing, but it's a lot of moving. So my calves are burning a lot from that, um, a lot from the running, a lot from, you know, jumping rope and hitting the bag. You're on your toes the whole time in mixed martial art. We had opportunity where we may be static against a um, octagon or, or cage, wherever you're fighting at. Um, you may have a point where you're on the ground, you know, doing submission stuff, or you may have a part where you're actually letting your legs leave the ground kick or the knee um in boxing your feet are on the ground the whole time and then for me i'm not i mean i'm built like a running back so um that explosive motion i'm just you know really kind of just honing in on so that was a that was the most taxing thing on my body the first couple weeks but now i'm getting used to it what about the difference sparring how much more how much more or less sparring do you do 
I sparred a lot of boxing sparring my last fight. So, you know, it's going to be the same. I did a lot of rounds. I was doing, I was sparring eight rounds um, for my last fight, which was a 15-minute fight. So I was sparring eight just to, to make sure I did the most. So <clears throat> we started on six at this camp, move up to eight, and then just try to make those eight more dynamic where I'm not making mistakes and I'm punching harder, punching more, and then we're going to push it up to 10 rounds and then move the next week where 10 rounds is where I'm getting the most out of the 10 rounds. So if I can do that for 10 rounds against, you know, world-class strikers, then eight rounds against Jake Paul is going to be a walk in the park. So Jake posted a po uh, Photoshop of you guys, uh, you and Floyd outside the Sunny Pastures retirement home. Uh, uh -huh. He said, uh, how's Floyd Mayweather who couldn't even uh, get in shape or come up with a strategy to beat my brother going to teach another old man how to beat me? Your reaction to that? None. I'm about to say anything. I mean, I can I can go back and forth. I can go back and forth and um, do all the jaw jacking, but I'll save it for the press conference. And I'll catch him off guard and I'll hit him with some facts and some shit that is just puzzling him. He has this whole thing scripted, and he's all like, he's doing what he saw. He's doing what he saw. Floyd do. He's doing what he saw me do. He's doing what he saw other fighters do. And now he's gotten the opportunity to to jump into um, the sport of boxing and probably MMA and whatever else he wants to do after this because he has a way of making people give a fuck. He has a way of making people want to see him win or want to see him lose. If I had a dollar for every person that told me, you, oh my God, you gotta knock him out um, every single fucking day, then I would be Elon Musk Jr. If I had a dollar for every time somebody did that on a day-to-day -day basis. So for me, it's, 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 it's a, it's a mental warfare game. And, you know, I've always been prepared for these types of press conferences. I've always been prepared for these kinds of opponents. I never got to do it in MMA. You know, I didn't get to fight the Nick Diaz, the bitch being the people that actually will lift up a fight. So this is just going to be the MMA fans and the combat people in general first time seeing me really get a chance to do this. So I'm saving the juice for the day. Um, I'm not bothered by nothing he's saying. Um, there's nothing he can do. And, and even if it was a whole year to get ready um, to prepare for what I've done, you know, my entire life before professional fighting, before amateur fighting, before even street fighting. You know what I mean? It's just fighting in a house for a slice of pizza. So I've been fighting my whole life. I am a fighter. It's in my DNA. He's an entertainer and the fighting is an avenue he's using to get money and to get eyeballs on him. But this is really who I am. How long will you be working with Floyd for the camp? You know, um, they're invested. They're invested not just because of, you know, the, the gotcha hat bullshit, because Floyd has always kind of believed in me. He reached out to me long ago. There's been many interviews, many conversations. He's talking about me or me training him for MMA or just us collaborating. You may see pictures with us. So he's seen something in me that, you know, a lot of people saw. And <clears throat> at the time, maybe, maybe, you know, I didn't get the, the, the push that people thought I should have gotten, but he, he saw, he said, man, you smart, you, you, you're strategic and you know, you can box. He saw that even without even seeing me really box, like people see me in gym, I'm better in the gym than I'm in fights. So <clears throat> in reality, he's always wanted to help. This just became the perfect time and the perfect opportunity that um, he was able to do so. So he's bouncing back and forth from Vegas to Miami. He does have a coach here. Like I said before, his name is Gerald. 
We call him GT. He lives here in Miami. He told him, he said, hey, I want you to just cancel all your traveling. I want you to stay put. I want you to make sure Tyron got everything he needs. And that's what he's doing. So um, working with uh, Pedro Diaz is going to lead the camp. He's going to be the chief second. Um, GT is going to be uh, obviously a very intricate component. And then uh, my coach, Eric Brown from Los Angeles, I've been working with him since 2008. Um, he's the first boxing coach that actually gave me a chance with no boxing coaches wanting to train MMA guys. You know what I mean? We came in again with tap out shorts and wrestling shoes and looking goofy with big, you know, fair tech gloves on. So now it's the point where, you know, I earned that key. I earned that respect from um, people in the boxing gym as just a great boxer that happens to do MMA. So uh, I'm going to make a run at this, at these belts, these, you know, so many fucking belts. I don't even know which one to go after. WBC, IBF, NWA, whatever belt is out there. You know, I really want to make a real run at a world championship in boxing. So uh, I'm actually training through this Logan Paul, Jake Paul, sorry, Logan, um, Jake Paul fight. I'm yeah. training through this fight. I'm training through, probably, we're probably going to fight twice, to be honest. It's a lot. This is going to be the biggest pay-per-view. And I know um, you see the UFC even promoting, ooh, the biggest pay-per-view of the year. It's not. They're only doing it because this is the biggest pay-per-view of the year. How many times has Conor McGregor been about to fight and me get more attention than him? Yeah. First time we've ever seen that. Yeah. So, you know, um, so I'm excited for this. And I think because of that, I think you'll see us fight a few times. Is there a rematch clause in the contract? Yeah, it's a rematch clause in the contract. So he made it, he made a lot of about me not accepting some bet. One, you're not in the fucking driver's seat, young man. You're not finna fucking sit here and tell me uh, I'll double your purse. You ain't paying my purse. And if you are, shit, pay me double it, double it anyway. If, if you um, big ball a shot caller and that's what we're doing, but I just wasn't finna give him the time of day. It sounded fucking amazing. I kind of kind of kicking myself for not, you know, accepting it publicly where he had to live up to it. But um, but that's just a part of his mind thing. I don't think it's really about money for him. I think he's OK financially. I think he's, you know, got a lot of things that's moving forward where he's making money. I think it's just a bucket list thing for him. And, and they gassing him up that he's a real boxer and can really do it. And, um, you know, so that's what I think that is. But by him putting the rematch clause in there automatically tells me, one, that he automatically accepting the fact that he can lose this fight. I'm not accepting that. I'm not even letting that enter my eyes, ears, mind, conversation, my circle. Anybody bring that up, you are fucking canceled. So for me, um, the fact that he did that already shows me that, you know, he recognized what I'm capable of and what I can do to him. And then after that, do you have other fights in the contract where you can go and box other guys? Like, And, and if so, who, who are the guys that you want to box? Yeah, I got a contract with myself. It's called um, Tyron Woodley, the first ever pure free agent in combat sports. I can fight wherever the fuck I want. I can fight who I want, when I want, on my terms, for the money that I want to make. Um, I can fight in organizations with gloves, without gloves. I can do jujitsu. I can go in Asia. I can fight here in the States. I can be on any network. I can do whatever I want to do. And I'm really going to start up my own promotion company so I can actually start, you know, on the business side, it makes sense for me to start getting a little piece of everything. So I'm going to start promoting um, myself uh, first. And if, and if I like doing it and it's something I'm passionate about and I'm good at, maybe I'll entertain um, promoting other fighters. Do you think that Floyd was more uh, motivated to put his support behind you, given the result of uh, the fight with Logan? 
Um, I think Floyd just was asked a question on who did he have, you know, if you had the bet, who are you, you think you're going with Tyron or you're going with Logan, I mean, uh, Jake. And he didn't immediately say me. He thought about it and said, you know what? I'm going with Woodley. And I, I'm going to train him too. So in, in addition to saying that he feel I'm going to win, he feel as if, you know, his mindset, his years and years of experience at a very high level and being the greatest defensive boxer and to many and, you know, arguably could be the greatest boxer of all time, you know, he literally said, I'm going to get behind him. I'm going to train him. I didn't know if it was just going to be for a few Instagram pictures or if it was just to piss off um, Jake or if it was purely to go out there and have me beat him for, you know, the disrespect that he felt like um, he incurred through Jake. But he told me himself out of his own mouth, he said, I want you to look like a world champion boxer in your first fight. I want everybody to be like, oh, my God, this kid is fucking going to be a world champion in boxing. And when I had the workouts with them, the workouts replicated that. The, the knowledge that he instilled, the techniques, the drills. And don't leave our GT. GT is a he's going to be the one actually in the corner. He's the one that's, you know, the first guy that's ever signed to Floyd Mayweather in 2000s, Pan Ams, you know, Olympic alternate. And trained a lot of guys, Javante Davis, Adrian Broner. He's a he's a very, very meticulous specialist and perfectionist when it comes to boxing. His skills are um, beyond measure. So he is he is the heir of the um the, the Mayweather camp. He's the, the the thing that's tapping me in with those guys. And he's gonna be there for the fight. So um they wanna see me do well. And they want to support me. And they, they've always wanted to support me. And this is a good opportunity. And it's the first time. And just look at it. I'm in their, I'm in their world. And um, that, that's a beautiful thing. I'm very thankful. Thank, shout out to Floyd, um, his entire camp, the money team, um, GT for sure. Uh, spending time. We worked last night. Phenomenal work. Um, training session. So um, that's really what it is. It's, 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 it's work. It's, it's not for show. It's not fucking for Instagram. It's not, you know, for views and follows. It's for, it's real deal. And you're going to see more of it. And, and you've been letting people into your camp every single day. I mean, I see you go live, uh, uh, gosh, I, I think almost every day. It, it feels like yeah. you're doing. I went live, live twice. I, I, had, I had been live in so long. And I've been so locked into the camp. So I went two days back to back. So it, it seems as if I go live every day, but I actually been kind of off social media. I post what I post. I become my own filter. If I feel about it, if I feel a certain way about something, I'm posting. If I think some shit's funny, I'm posting it. Um, but I'm not really showing people. I'm not really showing people what I'm doing. I'm showing people the warmups. I'm showing people a glimmer because if I show them what I'm really doing, if I really show them the training, I really think this kid going to try to find a way out this fight. I really, that's why I said in the beginning, I said, no bitch out clause, no bitch out clause. Like I'm really going to hashtag that because I want to let the people see that where my mind is at. And when they see, they, they can't enter into my brain. You know what I mean? It's impossible fucking possible to do, but they can see how I'm training. They can see me smiling. They can see the, the work ethic. They can see the technique, the attention, the detail, and like, oh, them tired back. But if I do that, I do feel like, yo, my, my hymen hurt, my, my Achilles. Oh, uh, you know, I think he's going to find a way out of it because it's easy for him to make excuse. He's in a situation where he got nothing to lose, right? If he lose to me, I'm a five-time world champion fighter and knock a lot of people out. He can at least easily talk his way out of there. And we'll still watch him again. I'm not in the same 
positioning him. I got to go ham on him. If I lose, he's already trying to paint a narrative. I'm a YouTuber and, you know, vlogger and Disney kid. And I'm taking on this champion. And blah, blah, blah. He's doing that. But I ain't, it's a fight. It may not be a first round knockout. You know what I mean? But but it's a it's a it's a it's a chess match. And my my only goal and my only intention is to embarrass, hurt, and knock him out. And and that's 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 the reality of it. So you said earlier that you're um a better fighter in the gym than you are uh yeah, I've always been that way. I've right. always been that way, and I'm trying to change that. Right. So what what are you doing to ensure that you show up uh when the lights are when the lights are on. I mean, one thing is the pressure. The pressure that I've always incurred was one of which I was trying to prove people wrong. Um, so now my intent is way different. It's so clear. I want to maximize and everything that I do in the gym, I want to actually do in a fight. And my mindset is to prove to people that are training me right. Yes, your techniques do work. Thank you, mom and sisters and everybody that loves me. I appreciate your support. Now I'm going to go out here and win big for us. So that mindset is, takes a lot of the pressure off. You know what I mean? With the what ifs are erased with preparation and, and, you know, just consistency. So me doing that, I'm just putting myself in position. Consistency, um, work ethic, just choosing to say fuck it when I'm tired, when I don't feel like it, when I don't feel like getting up, when I'm sore. I just don't have that mindset to to take the long breaks and the trips and the vacations and you know the the fucking listen to the politics and allow it to affect me. Right now, I got a fresh slate. This is my time to go big again. I've been at the top, you know. I've had a tremendous run in the UFC, and I had a big fall. You know what I mean? Very visible. A lot of people saw it. You know what I mean? It's like you falling from the Empire State Building and everybody who wanted to see you fall got they finally got they what they wanted. And they watch you fall from so far. It takes balls to get back up and start climbing to the top again. And I'm doing that right now. So the things that build me, the humility, the hard work, the, the dedication, the stuff that put me in position to be a champion when I got the chance. I'm doing the same things now. So like I said before, I'm not underestimating Jake. Jake's a good fighter. Um, it's going, it's, it's going to look like a fight. I promise you that it will not look like a UFC fighter picking on a YouTuber. He can fight and he can box and it will look like a fight. And it is a fight. Some of these other things that are going on is great because it, it's entertainment. Like, come on now. Every UFC fight that we see that's matched up is not the number one contender versus the champion. It's what people want to see. It's what moves the needle. That's why he's in a position to even have this fight because 20 million subscribers and zillions of followers and people that want to see him get beat up or, or win or lose or whatever the case may be, he has a wave in that follower of people. That's why he's here. So how, how can people say this fight shouldn't happen? There's no different than Brock Lesnar jumping over in the UFC. There's no different than Conor McGregor being out forever and fighting whenever he wants to and come back and fight a Donald Cerrone was not even in position it was entertainment and we we accepted and we allowed it so this is the same thing it will look like a fight and i'm okay with that i don't have to prove to, i don't have to go out there and like oh he better not ever hit me one time and i better just smoke him in 30 seconds no that's that's stupid ass pressure dude's big he can knock people out whether it was fucking a basketball player or or, or a world-class fighter that primarily relied on wrestling he can do it, you know what I mean? And whether someone started 
you know, playing chess or bowling and they learned the skills to box, you can't take away what they've learned. So it will look like a fight. And my goal is to make it a lopsided one. And who from the MMA community has reached out to you in support? Um, I haven't really, I've been kind of closed off. I haven't really been talking to a lot of people. Uh, it, it, it's surprisingly enough, like, let's not get it twisted. It's not like I was painted out to be some fucking hero before I left. You know what I mean? People respected me on the way out because they saw me come out with fire. Got caught with a shot. First time ever I can actually say I got caught with a shot. I was going for the kill. So people respected me for that anyway. You know what I mean? Also, in defeat, I never really, you know, I always, I always gave props where it was due. Whether I showed up, whether I was mentally there, whether, you know, all the things I had going on in my life um, took away from my performances or not. I still had to give, Usman came out there and showed up. It don't matter what I was doing, you know what I mean, in my life and, you know, how, you know, I felt about the sport or what the politics did or what my mind was at or I felt like it don't matter. He he showed up and, you know, I can't take it away from him. But some people that, that are supporting Jake that are MMA, some UFC fighters or, you know, want to see him win. They're fans of him. They, you know, they think he'll beat me. They think I'm older, like whatever. And like I never once got into the sport I've never once been in any type of ring or fucking locked in anywhere where a boo or a cheer helped me win. <laughs> never helped me win, never helped me lose. Mm-hmm. If you support me, I appreciate you, but it's not a necessity for me to go out there and do what I need to do. My favorite question, and I know that it's the fighter's favorite question, and whenever I ask it, what do you have any sort of prediction for what's going to happen? Uh... I got a prediction that I'm going to walk in there, I'm going to fight him, and I'm going to win. And um, I don't know what round. I know what I can tell you what my um, intent is. My intent is to hurt him and embarrass him. My intent is to hurt anything that's put in front of me in any sport, in any fucking arena. From now on, my, my there's no point of me going out there and just winning anymore. Like, my, my whole goal is to go out there and fucking provide violence and damage and hurt people and win in the fashion where, you know, it looks like me and then everybody else. So um, that's my prediction for the fight. Um, the round, the method, um, you know, what, where, where he lands when he hits the ground, none of that is um, on, on the forefront of my mind. I'm just putting myself in position to every chance I get, every opening that's provided, everything he throws that I make a miss, I'm just looking for the ultimate damage. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot because their all in one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.